Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And join our Geneva. You can talk about stuff there. You can talk One about stuff One day we'll there. come up with a good quippy line that feels natural no. to say about Geneva. <laughs> this is so good. It's like when people are like, but you record that intro new every time. Why? Yeah, go listen. Great question. Because you get bored. Otherwise, yeah. you want to know. We you also know. need to like set the scene, set the scene for ourselves There's, in our minds. Yeah. We're like doing this. Well, yeah. We used to have the music that we would hear way yeah. back in the day. And oh that would gosh. be like your tunnel through to podcast land. Now I don't hear the music. That's right. They That's pipe right. that in afterwards. Oh my gosh. Something I need to talk to you about. Tell me. You know, we kind of talked about it the other day and I was glad we did because we got another another person's perspective on this. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. So Emily Sunberg, whose newsletter we love, mm-hmm. read and love, she tweeted the other day, my Roman empire is the girl with a ribbon around her neck. And if you untie it, her head falls off. This also came up on our Instagram thingies because at some point, because somebody submitted as a thingy that her thingy was wearing ribbons around her neck. Oh my gosh, which is like a thing that's happening. Like yes. a, like but, an Olivia Rodrigo fan. But it's like, all I can think of when somebody tells me that or somebody appears like that. I'm like, your head is going to fall off if well, you untie that thing. So I was telling it to you the other mm-hmm. day and we were with Cam. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Another person's perspective. And yes. so I was telling this to you yeah. and I didn't tell you the whole like until mm-hmm. her head falls off, mm-hmm. you untie it, her head falls off thing. And I was like, you know, the girl threw in Rod's neck. And Cam's like, mixing muffin batter and he's mm-hmm. like yeah because her head falls off and I was like <laughs> excuse me sir like you know this bit I was like you are four and three quarters <laughs> like where did you learn this I have absolutely no idea but the he man- was like at camp or like some, whatever or at well, school or he like also, who knows he loves Halloween and one time he had a babysitter who has an entire pod year-round podcast dedicated to Halloween oh right so I'm gonna guess that it was her but he said it in just the most like <laughs> But of course, and we we're like, so where? And he was like, what's well, like an old ghost story? And I was like, I mean, all of this is true. Again, how do you know? The question's not if you're right or wrong. Yeah. It's where did you get this information? Yeah. The, it's tech, It's like in this book, A Dark, Dark Room. But it's also just like a- It's it, not from Scary Stories to no. Tell in the Dark? And which, What? Is, which, is In a Dark, Dark Room from the same series? No, it's like a competitor. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I need to Google the cover of this. I didn't really recognize it. What? But I think it's for like slightly younger children, which is also weird because I'm like, at what age are we introducing this to children? 
I it's like would, for young readers. Is I, how I would have put money on this being from scary stories to tell in the dark. Claire, same. I okay. This do you see it? I mean, I kind of maybe recognize that. I don't know. I know, but look I, at the yes, cover. Yes, I see the cover. I absolutely do not recognize. I it. don't either. I don't believe it. This feels like you know the whole Berenstein Bears, the Mandela effect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> something spooky going on here. And it's not just a girl's head falling off. Yeah. This is revisionist history. The thing, and like, so I had been thinking about these books in general because my Mm -hmm. friend JJ's kids are also into these books. Okay. Which like in part makes me very happy because it's like, oh, wow. It's so Mm -hmm. delightful that these things have maintained this level of fandom. But it's also feels sort of nutty that we're serving up this content to children. Like, do you remember R.L. Like, I'm not trying to ban books here, but (laughs) (laughs) we, we, Millennials were deeply into horror in our like elementary school yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, because like ages Stein six and up. And what was the other one that was like Goosebumps? Yeah, yeah, those were related, right? Goosebumps was like Baby R.L. Stein. Well, it was, but like I think they were separate. But it Goosebumps was. I thought the baby it was the Mark by Mark Jacobs of. That's possible. Of I can't Stein, anyway. Anyway, those things were scary. No, they were, and scary. it was such an important genre at that time in my life. A thousand percent. Honestly, this may be why I also hate horror movies now, because I remember there being one R.L. Stein book that grossed me out so badly that I was like, I'm done with this. And I didn't ever go back. All of this, it was like, it just floods back where it's like light as a feather, stiff as a board, mm, the Ouija boards, the craft, like all of this, which was like all just slumber party fair. Yeah. Like being Ouija at Girl boards, Scout camp yeah. and like reading scary stories to tell the darks. Oh God, seances. No, all of it. Yeah, witch all culture, Wiccan it. culture in general was very important. I made a friend at summer camp one summer who was like... <laughs> Very, just like, was like, I'm a Wiccan. That is what, because that's what you do at summer camp. Yeah, totally. like construction You're right? like, I'm going to reinvent myself as a Wiccan. And I was like, camp. wow, she's so cool. So cool. She showed me a pentagram. She would draw pentagrams on everything. Why wouldn't she? It was yeah. like pre-anarchy sign. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So this all, the like ribbon around her neck called back for me, the story that is maybe my mm-hmm. Roman Empire from this series, which is the white gown. Mm. The premise of this one is that a teenage girl gets invited to some fancy dance. Mm-hmm. She does not have money. And her mom's like, maybe you should rent a dress. Rent, mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. rent. She goes, rents this. This is pre-rent the runway. <laughs> Pre-newly. Pre-rent the runway. She <laughs> foretold an economy that didn't even exist yet. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. I'm shocked that we as millennials all got on board with this because the way the story goes. <laughs> she rents this white dress. She wears it to the dance. And like part of the way through the dance, she's like, Ooh, guys, I am not feeling this good. Part, this is what sounds familiar to me. Feeling yeah. sort of foggy, sort of mm-hmm. hazy. She like leaves or like passes out and dies. <laughs> okay, dies. Turns out there was formaldehyde on the dress because the dress was taken off a dead girl, the off okay. the corpse, and it seeps into her pores. And formaldehyde kills you. And uh, uh, I guess. As far as this story is maybe right. okay. led okay. me to believe. All the time I think about this. <laughs> Why? <gasps> Interesting. But okay. I do think it like put me, maybe it made, made my journey to vintage clothing longer. Yeah, I can see that sense. for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that for you yeah. for sure. Always a just a tiny bit of fear yeah. of dying from the dress. Yeah, no, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't like any of this stuff. Don't no. like horror. <laughs> don't like scary stories. Don't like ghost stories. Not my thing. It has not been for a long time. I went to something recently you did a major event 
I, I major have, cultural. Event. I should have written down its full Christian name. It was, but I believe what it was was the Hot Wheels Monster Truck Glow Party Live. Yeah, it seems it's like all those words were in the title. It seems like the right number of words. No, no, it's hot. It's Hot Wheels Monster Truck Glow Party Live is what it was. Yeah, that's, that's what it. You did. Said. I say that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. Person, um, man, TV. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you how this came to be. Yes, Hot Wheels Monster Truck Live Glow Party. So. Wait. Yeah, I must. It's so, okay, the official name, uh-huh. Hot Wheels Monster Truck Live Glow Party at Barclays Center. Sure, yeah. Chris and I got a text, I, I really think in February, yeah. from our friend Ben. He was like, do you guys want to take our kids to this thing? And I was like, sure, whatever, it's in September. <laughs> Who knows how Imagine I'll Imagine saying then. no right yeah. now. And then sometime, like, I don't know, I probably in August, New Yorker publishes this article that was totally delightful about monster trucks. And it is, it got me really excited yeah. for this event because it basically gets into the- And it's about Monster Jam specifically. Well, you're spoiling okay, it a little sorry, bit, sorry, but sorry. yes. I, I, we'll cut the part. It okay. is about Monster yeah. Jam specifically. Yeah. And it talks about how they get the dirt into these stadiums for these monster truck dirt rallies. Movers. It talks yep. about the people who are insanely skilled at moving the dirt such that they can use their, what do you call, not the crane, but the- the scooper, the scooper, yeah. your oh, forklift. Yeah. They will like scratch people's back with a forklift because they're so nimble, just as a joke, you know? And then it gets into the economy of this thing and the stakes and the people who train to be monster truck drivers. I so love this kind I of was stuff. very invested. It's a very fun article. I show up at the Barclays Center when I realize how close <laughs> that we had gotten fairly good tickets that we were like going to be a, a pretty close row. I was like, oh my God, I, I shouldn't have worn my like nice pants. I feel like I'm going to get dirt on me. Well, we show up. There's no dirt. Because it turns out that the article I read was about Monster Jam. Yeah. And what we were attending was Hot Wheels, which is Monster for Jam for babies. It's goosebumps. <laughs> yes. As to R.L. Stein. Yeah. So Chris kept being like, did you like it? And I was like, I did. I enjoyed it. I don't want to tell you that I didn't like it. I just like, but you want to go to Monster Jam. I do want to go to a Monster Jam rally now. Yeah. They're both monster trucks. There's no dirt. And our friend Ben, who has been gotten really into this as a genre, was like, basically laughed at me and was like, I'm sorry, you thought they could fit Monster Jam inside Barclays Center? No, 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 no. Like, you have to go to Connecticut. You have to go to New Jersey. How on earth would you know? I don't. No, as yeah. far as I know. But you're right that you do have to go to Connecticut or New Jersey. Prudential Center has yes. Monster Jam. I've learned this. Okay. Yes. So it's smaller trucks. It's fake competition, fake points, no prize money. There's no dirt. It's for babies. It's for babies. <laughs> um, it was fun. It was also incredibly. It was a little bit of a letdown because I thought I was attending Monster Jam. I could not believe the number of people I know who were there. Wow. I ran into so many people. Local celebrity Emma Straub of Books or Magic was in our section. Wow. There, if anybody that I didn't see in person, I opened Instagram only to find out that they were also there. Wow. It's incredible content marketing. And as it should be, because Hot Wheels, like Barbie, is owned by Mattel. Yeah. And they know what they're doing. Yeah, no, totally. Um, if we've learned anything in 2023, <laughs> that might be the only thing we've learned. Yes. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Thank you so much to Book of the Month for sponsoring today's episode. I feel like the act of reading, okay, mm-hmm. bear with me, is kind mm-hmm. of like two part. It's keeping mm. up with the books and deciding what you want to read mm. and then the reading itself. And the most important part is the reading itself. And <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, no, I do know what you mean because it's like the Netflix problem too. It's like we yeah. all have so much trouble deciding what content to commit to. And like even figuring out what content should be on our radar, what we should be paying attention mm-hmm. to, what's good, like what's yes. the thing. And so book of the month does that work for you. They do all the like digging, sourcing, figuring out which are the things, which are the books that you're going to want to read? What are the things people are going to be talking about across different genres? Like they, they do romance, they do literary fiction, they do mystery, they do all of it. And you just pick your book and it comes to your house. And then you okay. can just do the reading part. This is a good sell. You have landed on something important here. Thank you. It is. That was a a good, very good pitch. Listen, Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. They make it easy to decide which book to read next. Book of the Month focuses on new and emerging authors, which allows them to offer books that members would not have found otherwise. Every aspect of Book of the Month's experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. They offer the best prices on new release hardcover fiction, as well as free shipping and a loyalty rewards program. Go to bookofthemonth.com today to join and get your first book for just $5 with code SPOOKY. The offer is for a limited time. Again, that's code SPOOKY to get your first book for just $5. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there.
not a real competition. It's all fake. They're awarding points left and right, you know. But anyway. But, but how does Monster Jam work? Well, Monster Jam is just like a real, as they call it, a cash purse. A, yeah. a purse that you're yeah. competing for and people yeah. come up through the system and you can get sponsored. So and, it's like more F1 energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. At one point, it is obviously all planned and scripted, but at one point a car flipped and it wasn't supposed to. And it was so incredible. I swear to God, they said verbatim hey, kids, look over here to distract from the emergency crews that were coming out to just make sure that the car wasn't going to call, <laughs> wasn't going to catch on fire and that nobody was injured. Wow. It was really funny and entertaining. You know, cars crushed other cars. The best one but was- in planned ways. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing was a car that like unfurled into a dinosaur that ate another car and the dinosaur wow. breathed fire. The other best thing was that there's an official buffalo sauce of Hot Wheels Live. No. It's called Jupiter Rings. This is like very. What, is, what does Jupiter Rings have to do with Hot Wheels? Are the only are thing, Hot Wheels space cars? No. No. The only thing I could figure out was Hot Wheels and Hot Wings, Buffalo sauce. That's it. I don't actually know, but that is what I landed on. I. That's better than anything I was going to come up with. So, first of all, Hot Wing or Jupiter Rings appears to be an incredibly small father-son business, and the son's like fourteen or something. It, there's so little information about this company on the internet. It's based out of Phoenix, Arizona. I'm sure it's great. The, the, it's during intermission. They call out the fact that it's the official buffalo sauce of Hot Wheels Live. And then at some point, people in chicken costumes came out to do the chicken dance. What dirt does do these people have <laughs> I don't on know. Mattel? I don't because know. What, what This is fascinating. I think no one ever pitched. I think Mattel's like, we make so much money off of this event because the number of Hot Wheels cars that we sell. Yeah, sure. So they weren't even pitching sponsorships. And then the innovative folks at Jupiter Rings were like, have you guys ever thought about having an official buffalo sauce of Hot Wheels Live? Because there's no other sponsors. There are no other sponsors. Because they don't need it. They make, when I tell you, you leave the stadium afterwards and there's no one has even crossed the street yet because all the kids are so excited about their new Hot Wheels that they, they that force they their parents to drive by, them on the ground. That they're like sitting on the sidewalks. I'm not kidding you. On every corner, there were kids just congregated on the sidewalks with their new monster trucks. <laughs> I can picture it. I can absolutely. <laughs> we were attending Thomas, your Thomas's birthday shortly yeah, after his this. tag party. And so his I was like, well, we'll get, party. and I hadn't gotten him a present yet. And I was like, well, we'll get him a present at Hot Wheels Live. So I got him a Youth XL Hot Wheels t-shirt because the adult ones were really ugly, but the youth ones were kind of cute. And Chris was like, there's no way that's fitting him. So I wore it. It's cute. It's like the cutest one that they had. It's still a little small on me. I'm not a youth XL, it turns <laughs> out. But our friend's son, Sam, who's one and a half, has the same one. So I can twin with him now. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. Love and that was my Hot Wheels experience. I love all of this. I can't wait for you to go to Monster Jam. I can't wait to. I'm really excited. I think that's going to be a big, a big journey. The one thing that Monster Jam and Hot Wheels Live, Monster Trucks Live, Glow Party have in common. <laughs> it's good to just insert a bunch of lives because it's hard to know where it goes. They're both quite loud and you really should bring earplugs ear to Wait, both. Wait, you did find earplugs. Oh, are, yeah. yeah. I brought. So I had purchased loop earplugs. Yeah. Because somebody. Just for fun, you purchased no, them. No, I purchased them because my husband has a bit of a snoring problem. Okay. Not okay. to air our dirty laundry, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the thing, I'd known about them forever. Like, we'd included them and stuff. Like, it's yeah. cute. Get yeah, the yeah, fancy yeah. plugs. Yeah, people, yeah, like people love them. But then somebody tweeted when Era's tour was happening that they were amazed because it cut out all the noise of like the people white singing yeah. and people cheering and they could actually Brown hear Taylor noise, swinging. Yeah. 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 They could actually hear Taylor singing. And so 
I was like, oh, that's like a good sell for earplugs. So I yeah. bought them. I couldn't sleep with them in because they were not comfortable. But I was like, I'll bring them to Monster Truck. And it is absolutely true. You can hear what you're supposed to hear. And all the other noise sort of fades to the background. I have no how idea. How does this work? I don't know. They're not. They're just rubber or whatever. Right. They don't look magical, <laughs> but they are. I was very impressed. I really think for a concert, they're the perfect that thing. This is what I should yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. I never, whenever people wear earplugs at concerts, I'm always like, but how does it work? And but um, why? Why yeah, would but you? Why? Exactly. Yeah, you're, at a, exactly. you're here to listen. Exactly. I tr- I am mad. I, I imagine slash know that so many people were annoyed at the Taylor concert because people sing to of every song. Of course they do. You can't, you're listening to people sing off key instead of Taylor. Perfect solution. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, that is part of the concert experience, yeah. though, too. That's yeah. true. Okay, wait. Something mm-hmm. Something I want yeah. to talk about. Yeah. The brooding column in The Cut mm-hmm. by Catherine Jeezer Morton. Mm-hmm. As someone with no kids, I am obsessed with this, and I need it to be, like, the new deer sugar. Like, it is just so, she's, so, so good. She's so smart and so good, and I feel like came out of nowhere for me in the last year. For I me, mean, too. For like, me, too. And yeah, yeah, I yeah, truly yeah. do. She is one of those people where you're like, oh, this person will go on to become sort of a household name because she's a really smart thinker and a good writer. Right, right. And, like and an Emily a, Oster sort yeah, of like. Yeah, just like a smart. I mean, very different than that, but like a similar sort of household name. Yeah, yeah, and like a smart cultural observer. But I imagine she has a lot of like worthwhile things to say outside of parenting too, though that is her beat. And 100%. She was, and what's interesting is that she's a young parent, so she has this unique perspective. I mean, so many millennials are on the older spectrum of, yeah. of parents. And so she, because she's been a parent for longer, but I think it's sort like of more or less millennial. Yeah, yeah. She has a sort of interesting perspective yeah. on it. She also has a PhD in sociology. This column is about pe- like having kids, certainly, and mm-hmm. it's called brooding. But it's also just about family and living across generations yeah. in ways that are really helpful. She's the person who nabbed Joanna Goddard's post-divorce Q&A, which <gasps> I was impressed by. Right, 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 right. Like, which was like that story that Obviously, someone was going to tell it, but were they going to do it in the right way? And it was perfect. Yeah, it was great. She also, we remember when we were talking about cleanliness and there was that great New York Magazine article, what if you just didn't clean that up? That was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She's doing all the things we want her to be doing. Yeah, she's great. I think she's really good. I didn't realize it was a QA and a column or maybe had become a QA and a column, but it is. Like an advice column, not a, uh, not an a advice, uh, yes, advice column. Yeah, it is largely an advice column. Mm-hmm. Not every single installment yeah. is, but like most, but many of them are. Mm-hmm. For one that wasn't that I really liked is raising kids is the best job in the world. Why is caring for the elderly the worst? Mm. I have to just read a couple bits so of good. this. And you know, there's going to mm-hmm. be a little bit of reading ahead, yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, buckle up. Um, <laughs> there's no you're doing great mama discourse on Facebook for those who care for elders. We are still very much in the era where caring for old people is considered a dreadful task worthy of pity. Nobody wants to hear about it. Why is it not funny on the internet yet? That line is so good. Why is it not funny on the internet yet? So good. And this is basically the like case she's making is yes, like in no, order for this a- to like transition into something we can all talk about, it has to be funny on the internet. Is it because watching the Golden Girls and Murder, She Wrote as Children gave us the false promise that our parents would be gleefully independent until death? We do fetishize certain old people, the very stylish elderly or the exceptionally steely elderly like RBG or quote adorable grandmas. But those caricatures have nothing to do with real life. When it comes to living alongside old people in a mutually nurturing way, very few of us have any frame of reference at all. For that to change, we need shared material, images, scripts, stories, jokes that make us feel like we're all in it together. Two things. One, I think why is it not funny on the internet yet is one of the best lines I've read in so long. Yeah, I yeah. think it, And I think it says so much. And I think she's absolutely right that it yeah, needs to be totally, funny on the internet. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I also just... So elder care has become a more popular topic lately. And a lot of people are doing a lot of really interesting and smart and just like important work around it. And Courtney Martin, who we talk about a lot, writes about it. And it's because of this thing where 
and and what I think part of the reason it's not funny yet is because it's a new crisis where people in our generation are being sandwiched between caring for children yeah. and caring for dying parents at the same yeah. time because we're people having are living kids later. longer. We're having kids later. Yeah. And also because people don't, people can't afford to support themselves. A lot of older people can't afford yeah. to support themselves. And it is this- And the, like, there are no care workers. Exactly. Who, yeah, all of it. I mean, it's like four crises and the childcare crisis. It's all of it happening at the same time. It's this yeah. uniquely horrible crisis. Yes. And- It's a meteor. Well, developing. yeah. And yeah. like- Millennials didn't invent humor on the internet, but we certainly like have. Well, <laughs> you know, there were what were those cats? We, I, I love. Think we did invent internet humor that didn't involve cats. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I think like it's an incredible call to arms. Like the, it's time. It is an incredible call to yeah. arms. There is an installment that combines two questions: one about parenting differently than a, than a sibling, mm-hmm. and another: my mom is selfish. Do I still have to be a good daughter? And both of these were just like absolutely incredible. I need to read the good daughter bit. It is relevant to so many conversations I have. I tend to think about our relationship with our parents as having two phases, the one you have with them when they are alive and the one you have with them when they're dead. Anything can happen while they are alive. You can say things that will surprise them and vice versa. Incredible the way we're able to keep surprising each other even after we've written each other off. When they're dead, all you can do is live with what you did and didn't say. Thinking about relationships in this way is somewhat at odds with the current tendency to take an actuarial approach to intimacy. We think in terms of what we, quote, give and what we're owed. We keep a running tally on all the people we care about. We're told that doing this is important for maintaining fairness and, above all, for pushing back against old hierarchical and patriarchal forms of relations in which women are duty-bound to serve men and care for everyone, both young and old. I think a lot of us believe that if we don't act as our own intimacy accountants, we will be taken advantage of and harmed. And then in another section, it's easy to forget in the midst of coping with our family members' flaws that it's rare and important to be known by someone for your whole life. I sometimes wonder if all our lifelong journeys of entrepreneurial self-improvement are making it too easy to lose sight of the pleasure of being intensively known by someone. Our culture's emphasis on self-improvement, whether it's through wellness or professional accomplishment or whatever, suggests that our old selves aren't worth knowing anyway. We're looking for people who will celebrate our future selves, not our past selves. We move through life banishing the past in a flurry of insistence that we have, quote, no regrets. So many things that we so have talked many. about on yeah. the show and like, yeah, talking about knowing your past selves and being, what, what was the John Diddy? On nodding terms. On nodding terms. On nodding terms with your past self. Yeah, so good. So, so good. good. So good. She wrote another great piece on helicopter parenting, which had crystallized something that had been sort of nagging at me and was a great kick in the butt for me. The title of this, the piece is, Are Helicopter Parents Actually Lazy? Which, yes, like that was what I had been <laughs> thinking about for a long time where I was like- It felt rhetorical. Yeah, yeah well, I'm more just thinking about how much work it takes to raise an independent child. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have to watch them fuck up. And as a control freak, I- it's easier to step in and solve the problem than to let somebody figure well, out how to solve it. Well, this is what very quickly became obvious to me when I became a parent was that being a helicopter parent has nothing to do with like being over-involved. It's with being a control freak and actually wanting to make things easier for yourself. Like you're yeah. going to have to clean up the milk that they spill if they're, if they're pouring, pouring it themselves. themselves. Right, right, right. And then so many of the decisions or actions I take as a parent have often been about like efficiency and control. And I've recognized- We need to get out the door so I'm putting your shoes on for you. Yeah. And yeah. she says, I also, I wonder if we m- misunderstand some of the motivations for helicopter parenting. We assume it's an anxiety response and I'm sure that explains a lot of it, but it's also the path of least resistance like duh it's so obvious and it what it sort of crystallized for me was that there is this reframing of helicopter parenting is like being too 
to people who parent too much. And I'm like, I don't know actually if all of it is parenting too much. It's like an inability to deal one with having to clean up the mess and two, watching your kid be upset, which is a really important part of life, right? Yeah. Like saving them from their mistakes and she's clearing the path. And clear, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she says it takes a long term oceanic presence of mind to teach kids independence. It's not a set of tasks, but an entire orientation that has to be maintained over the course of years. Repetition, correction, being available to help if something goes wrong. This is what teaching kids independence requires of us. Like cleaning up after them can be more work than doing everything yourself. It's what true. was the oceanic line again? I like it so much. <laughs> a long term oceanic presence of mind. <sighs> yeah, she's great. Let's so, seek that always. A long term oceanic presence of mind. I mean, wow. She also did one on our, our new dad's okay, which is a conversation I have all the time. And the time. answer to that I'm is like, no also. No, because there's no, we've talked about this on the podcast. There's no new dad discourse. No new dad discourse. And then also like they don't reach out to each other for help and they don't tell each other how hard it is. It's no. a disaster. No, no. They say they're doing great. A term I learned for this like advice column thing recently that yeah. I'd never heard and now it's everywhere. Agony aunt. And you hadn't heard of it. I hadn't it. heard it either. No. And you know, and I think it's a Britishism, and that's why I never heard of it, but I feel like you know Britishisms. You think so? Well, one time I was like, why the fuck did they say Serena Williams fell pregnant? And I was so offended. And you were like, that's a British saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was so offended by it. I was like, what did you like fall down with like fell? Well, they also say it like Wimbledon, if you get hurt during a match, they retired, and it really confuses people <laughs> because Well, like, I didn't like yeah. fell pregnant. It yeah, made it sound pregnant. like something terrible happened yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, agony aunt, it turns out, so this is the definition, a person and usually a woman who gives advice to people with personal problems, especially in a regular magazine or newspaper article. So it's like, dear Abby. Yeah. But it one was used. So we're doing a panel for the Meteor called this conference they have called Work Shift. And the topic is work wives. And they were in the description for the panel saying it's like your work wife or you're this, your work bestie or your agony aunt. And I was like, Okay. And then Maddie. It's the person you go to for advice? I guess so. Then okay. Maddie Coleman, who has a yeah. sub stack about book recommendations, I was reading her bio and she described herself as an agony aunt. So what I think is it's starting to take on a more like a broader slang use in the US maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I need somebody to explain this to me. My only explanation is that I do kind of think that these advice columns are having a bit of a moment or yeah. of, po yeah. of popularity yeah. Yeah, 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 where it's yeah. like, Yes, we have Dear Sugar and Brooding and all and of this. And Dear Prudence. And, yes, yeah. and all, every Substack has an advice column and Instagram AMAs. You know whose Substack advice column I'd like to bring up, and I'm mm. sorry I talk about her too much on this show, is Tamar Adler mm. has a Substack now that is basically about the leftovers. Like, what do I yeah, do yeah. Oh, smart. with? Yeah. But, it's, but she's also just, because she's her, just like so brilliant mm -hmm. about it. And she talks about, there's like someone being like, I'm a bad, like, I'm a nervous, stressful cook. Do I need oh, to yeah. be a good host? Like, mm -hmm. how does that work? Mm -hmm. And she just talks about, like, what hosting is. And it has mm -hmm. actually nothing to do with, like, cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thank you so much to the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business for sponsoring today's episode. Something I am constantly having to remind myself of, and friends too, is that it is truly never too late to change anything about your life, whether that wow. is- Wow, wait, you can know? we just pause for a second? What a good line. <laughs> What a good line. It's truly never too late to change anything about your life. Wow. Truly. And whether that is like your living situation, your partner, your career, it is not too late. And there are ladies and gentlemen, our new Brene Brown. Like, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Thank you so much. Well, listen, I have to say that working with Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business has reminded me of this consistently as we have partnered with them and learn more about what they do, that it's just like the biggest barrier to changing your your life, specifically your career is just doing it and taking the step and programs and having like, like it, flexible ways to do this. Yes. And it's, yeah. and it's little by little and, and they have so many flexible programs and it's just about taking the step to do it, to learn more, figure out what's right for you, apply, get in, go. And it's just one step at a time. You know, I have a friend, she's 39 years old, just got her driver's license the other day and Love it was it. huge. I was so proud of her and she's an inspiration to me. And I hope that she is also an inspiration to people listening who are thinking maybe it's time to go back to school and specifically business school. Love it. Meet Georgia Tech Scheller's full-time evening and executive MBA programs consistently ranked top 20 in the nation. In fact, the evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in Georgia. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition costs with average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparably ranked programs. Scheller's network extends around the globe with more than 26,000 alumni and 100 local and global corporate partnerships, including the Forte Foundation and women in technology organizations that advocate for women's professional development. The class of 2023 achieved a record-breaking average salary of $154,679, a 12.5% increase from the previous year. Some of the nation's leading innovators recruit from shellers such as Honeywell, Delta Airlines, Bain and Company, UPS, McKinsey and Company, and PwC. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. Thank you so much to the Natural Diamond Council for sponsoring today's episode. Think you know diamonds? Probably not as much as you think. Over a billion years old, the natural diamond is still very much a part of the present. Our engagement ring, the gift from a partner, or the jewelry we buy to celebrate a win sparks a lot of joy. But did you know that that stone is connected to 10 million people around the world? From Canada to Africa to Australia, the impact of the natural diamond industry is huge, providing healthcare, building schools, and roads to remote communities worldwide. Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction and protects more land than Paris, London, and New York City combined. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. Discover so many more natural diamond truths at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you.
the one that I discovered recently is called The Girlhood. Have you heard of this thing? No. It is so like 1999, but really popular. It's tween and teen girls write like writing in questions and then tween and teen girls responding. responding, And it's hugely popular and it sounds like tween. Like it. Oh my gosh. It's like more, it feels more authentically tween and teen somehow than Rookie even because Rookie was so polished. Well, Rookie was just so, yeah, right, right, right. Rookie had that like sheen. Yeah, Yeah. this is not polished. The responses are written in the voice of a tween, but also the advice is sometimes like you're like, Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's a I reason you don't ask for the for advice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's, it's, but right, anyway. it's like 14 year olds playing agony onto 12 year olds. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, totally. um, I love this. Wow. Yeah. Like, I guess Tinks is an agony aunt. Oh, for sure. Because she, yeah, she's like a 30 year old playing agony aunt to 25 year olds. Yeah. I think that is a bit of the trick of maybe how Agony Ant's being turned right now. It's like someone who is slightly older than you or like, it's a big sister vibe. Big sister vibe. Yeah. 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 I never heard it. And then I saw it two or three times in a week. And I was like, what's happening here? Wow. Fascinating. Fascinating. Something we've been doing in our work lives recently that Mm -hmm. we felt worth sharing. Yes. Five minute timer. Yes. This is like the opposite of a Pomodoro timer, which Mm -hmm. is to like get you to sit down and focus. And like, if I can just do this for 20 minutes, this is like, we're only allowing ourselves five minutes to do this thing. Yeah. Because we could maybe spend 20. Forever. Like we could, we could like spend forever trying to get this thing perfect, yeah. a thing that doesn't exist. Like well, a, go- a goal that cannot be achieved. We've been doing a lot of like co-editing, like co-writing. Yes. Yes, lately. Yeah. And that can sometimes be so grueling and yeah. awful. And you're just like, I you're can't both looking do for the for, one right word, the perfect word. For another fucking minute. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think it is really helpful to be like, okay, we're only going to do this terrible thing for five minutes. I think sometimes the deadline of it all pushes us toward an answer more quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes it just makes us stop. Yes. And accept the fact that there is no perfect whatever. Yes. So many times it's also not like this is like the final, 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 final project mm-hmm. dot doc yeah. but where we're leaving it right now. Yes. Yeah. And we obviously been doing this together, but also you could certainly you could be absolutely doing it, do it yourself, yourself when you're banging your head against the wall. Yeah. And you just know that you could sit for an hour yes. with this thing. An unsolvable problem. Great trick. Yeah. Okay, something else I needed to talk about. Yeah. So many things about my TikTok algorithm, I just don't feel like we're quite there yet. Mm -hmm. But something that happened in the last week that has made me feel like we're getting closer, oral care TikTok has come for me. I was thinking about this because that's also you, that's the that's the headline for this section of the podcast <laughs> yeah, was oral yeah. care TikTok. And you teed it up for me. But what I didn't realize was that oral care TikTok is, you know, a side of TikTok. And I'm worried you're dangerously close to hoof cleaning TikTok. I'm worried you're dangerously close to pimple popping TikTok. No, I'm not. I don't want any of those things. So I'll swipe up on those things very okay. quickly. These are not people showing me how they're cleaning their teeth. These are people talking about like teeth cleaning. Incredibly tools. important distinction. There's nothing I hate more than a dentist's office photo. The, I'm not seeing any plaque. Okay. I'm, great, I see no great, plaque great, in, great. in, in okay. oral care TikTok. What I do see is this woman, Claudia Saluski, mm-hmm. who, who did show me 3D scans of her teeth between appointments <laughs> to demonstrate. Is what, what the fuck? This is so psychotic. Is Claudia no. a dental professional? No, 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 no. And Claire? she's showing you the 3D scans of her teeth? So she's a dental influencer. She's a dent. She is an oral care TikToker. I mean, I no, actually haven't done this it. This is no, so I, nuts. I Why didn't you do a I, deep dive? <laughs> because because I was so pleased by what I found and I didn't want to, to color the experience. 
I was afraid that I might find something about Claudia that I didn't want to find. And I loved what I had seen and I didn't want to sully it. Okay. For another time, I'll do it. I wanted to say this like for a minute. I'm like prepared to pause everything and do it no. right now because I just want to understand she does not have education or training. She doesn't claim to. She's telling but you. But I just, I'm just under, what I'm mostly interested, I'm not upset with her. I am fascinated by the idea that you could be a dental care influencer. Uh, she had great tips, Claire. I, <laughs> I, she loves, she loves Poco okay. Floss, a brand that is not my thingy, but I, I very much understand the appeal of it. She uses TheraBreath. A brand your, we like. Well, now you have to say which your thingy is for the Dr. Tongue's. Floss. Yeah. Dr. Tongue's Floss. Yeah. Cardamom mm-hmm. flavored floss. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, who knew that that was the answer, but it is. Yeah. She basically is like, you have to floss. Like flossing is the thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's right about it. The, but the thing that she taught me, and she was like, you also have to brush gently. And I'm like, well, best of luck. Like we've tried your that for years. Hi- your dental hygienist is going to be so mad at you for cheating on her with this woman whose no. training is nowhere to be found. No, she will not. If I'm doing better dental care, mm-hmm. Claire, no. this woman has 3D scans or teeth to prove it. <laughs> How many times have you been told by the dentist you should brush gently? Yeah, yeah. Your entire yeah, totally. life. Which, You're like, well, yeah. best of luck to me. Because I yeah. have to have a new personality. Yeah, totally. No, Claudia says you don't have to. Pinky's up. Yeah. When you brush your teeth. Pinky's up when you brush your teeth. You told me this and I tried it and I only remembered to do it once, but it does make a really big difference. Your pinky's doing so much more work than you realize when it comes to forcefully brushing your teeth. Who knew? And Claudia also has an electric toothbrush. Which and one? I don't remember. Okay. I kind of think they're all the same they in my are. mind. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it just, I have been brushing gently for the first time in my entire life. The thing about brushing gently, and of course I get it, is you're always just trying to get all the stuff off. It's like deeply counterintuitive. You're like, let me get all the plaque off, but gently. But she's like, it's too, well, you're, it's, it's too rough animal. on your tongues. It's too rough. Or, or on your, on your gums. gums. Yeah. Your gums don't like to be brushed roughly. They don't like that. Oh, uh, I don't think I go too hard on my gums. How do you know? What do you mean? You, oh, all of a sudden you're a dental care professional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as much as Claude. I too get 3D scans of my teeth at the yeah. dentist. I Let's, just don't put them on you TikTok. Have a, you, for example, have a <laughs> I have a dental care hot take. I do. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thank you. And it's just as valid as Claudia Saluski's. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but let's hear it. <laughs> I have, as any even casual listener of this podcast knows by now, I have recently become a daily flosser. (laughs) (laughs) And that is because of the Slate Flosser, which is an electric flosser that I absolutely love. And I have... As an oral care influencer. Go on. Yes, as an oral care influencer. And I have influenced people with this. I... Your husband, for one. And my friend Tanya, who... For two, at least two people. Held it up on a team Zoom team meeting the other day because she was trying to influence her Look at this. coworkers. Yeah. People like it. So hold on. So, okay. So I now fought daily. I get more shit stuck in my teeth than ever before. And I don't mean like, oh, when I'm flossing, I'm noticing more stuff no, on the I, floss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm eating lunch. And by the end of the lunch, I'm like, if I don't get a toothpick right now, I'm yeah, going I understand. to pull my teeth out. <sighs> Join the club, care. You have always had stuff stuck in your teeth. Yeah. My mother... Also a lifelong flosser, not only always has stuck stuck in her teeth, but like in the front of her teeth. Yeah. Every time I get on FaceTime with that woman, I'm like, mom, <laughs> I guess like it's it's everywhere. Get out the compact mirror. So, and she's gonna get mad at me for saying this because she also gets mad at me for calling her out on it. I'm like, well, you want me to let I, you I leave think it there? I have the same issues. I understand. It is absolutely from flossing and opening up more room in the teeth. And you think I, you Claire, posited that up until that point I am correct. But that what's happening is that because I'm flossing so much, what the the plaque and food that was sitting in there while I didn't floss is now there was not a there. no vacancy sign. Is and I think I- how I framed it. There was a no vacancy <laughs> sign. 
And it was all comfortable and it was all smoothed yeah. out in a way you couldn't feel. Yeah. It was just jammed in there. And now room's open. <laughs> and what I'm saying is the food that I'm getting stuck in my teeth is not moving into these like crevices where I would never notice. It's moving. It, it, it's in an uncomfortable, invisible way. It's a different type of food stuck in your teeth moment. And you know there's a difference. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I just... Well, listen, I'd like somebody with training, and I know we've got I some guess. dental professionals who I actually guess. got degrees in this thing. I suppose Colin, we can, who's an expert. Let us know, because yeah. I do think there's that my teeth, there's a little bit more space between my teeth now. Yeah. And there's food getting stuck there. And it's frustrating. I'm not saying, vacancies. I'm not going to stop flossing. There's yeah. vacancies. I, Tanya and I saw each other recently and bonded over how much we love our slate flossers. And we both said to each other, like, now that you do it, can you believe that you went so long? Like, it's disgusting. I get it. Totally. Totally. I have one more dental care thing we need to talk about. Okay. Emma Straub's newsletter. Emma Straub's come up twice on this podcast today. (laughs) Local celebrity. Local celebrity. Included a Curaprox toothbrush. These are that her dentist recommended to her. An an oral care professional. Oh, somebody with a degree recommended this. A dentist. Um, I looked at these and they're so beautiful. I th- thought for sure they were a vanity toothbrush. No way no. they could be good. The You can choose the handle color and brush color combos. The combos are, if you have any sense of Emma's aesthetic, mm-hmm. I feel like you can picture yeah. the combos. Mm-hmm. They're very cute. They are poppy. It's like a pink with a cobalt blue. It's like a, and it's a mustard just, yellow. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They are so chic. But then the travel set is what I really need you to spend oh, a moment okay. of time with. I don't think I clicked through because on that. the like the handle it's collapsed it has a little uh-huh. case, but then it also has like a dental pick. Whatever it has Ooh. a lot more going on than okay. uh, my like uh, than a standard toothbrush okay. travel set does. And I think I might get it because I, you know what I, I travel with my electric toothbrush. Me too, which makes perfect sense I think when I'm going for like five days. Yeah, but for two I don't know if I need to like I. I never realized how many dental awakenings I've had in my lifetime. But when I started with the electric toothbrush, I can never go back. I loathe a non-electric and yeah. I do not feel like my mouth is clean. All right. Maybe I, maybe I don't need this. Try but it. I, let yeah. me know. But for me, I find it it's such a letdown. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, you know, as Marissa Meltzer famously said on this podcast years ago, like, I just know how I like to live, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's true. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Yes. So, and I like to live with an electric toothbrush. That is a deeply Marissa line. Do we have time for true citrus? Do I you mean, think? Well, yeah, I can do this in two minutes. Yeah. I totally. don't know that there's more than two minutes of content worth. No. So somebody wrote into Instagram thingies the other day and said that their thingy was a diet Coke with true citrus. And I was just like, here we go. I can just tell that this is going to be the thing that we are hearing about. And that true citrus is going it, to, here it's here gonna it comes. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. The floodgates are open. And I have to actually, I have to walk that back. She said a Diet Coke with true lime. Yeah, yeah. Which rhymes with true crime. Yeah, true <laughs> Yeah. So then the question is, who's going to tell us what's true lime? Someone was like, I think she just means actual lime. Deep down, we knew. There's something we going knew. on here. We There's just knew. So- it's not just something going on here. No, and it's not. It's dehydrated powdered lime. They also make orange, grapefruit, and lemon. It comes in packets. Somebody in our, Misa on our, on Instagram said she recommends it for cocktails, which oh, makes a lot of sense. I like a GNT with yeah. true lime, maybe. Okay. And I just have a feeling that this is going to be a thing because it's, you know, people don't like water anymore. Yeah, no. It feels like part mm-hmm. and parcel of this whole thing on TikTok where people are like, how many different ways can we drink water without it actually being water? Yeah, no, that's very important to people. Yeah, I just think it's something to keep an eye on. I it, it the, the company is called True Citrus. 
someone else was like, you would know about this if you were on the airline snack beat like you once were, basically. (laughs) Which was right. Which was right. I think that, like... Because did she say that they were serving these on the airlines? Yeah, like It's a very smart thing for the airlines. Right, because also, like, what... Like airline citrus, the chop, the cut up lemon, like that doesn't oh feel like God, it's like absolute. an answer for anybody. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm like kind of skeptical of this thing, and in a year I'm going to be carrying them around in my purse. I, I kind of feel like that because too. I do love lime and lemon, and I hate to be without it. No, I I think this is not a bad not a bad yeah. take. You always order extra lime. I and if do. you had lime in your purse, it wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> you That's know? the thing. Like it's like the sriracha keychain key for acid people. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And there's never enough acid. There's never enough acid. Well, what we need is someone to tell us, can you use this on food? Like, could I sprinkle this on my guacamole? Or is it just a, like, is it yeah. only good in a drink? That's a great question. Okay, I imagine it's sort of like lime zest. You know, I'm big into lime zest on my cottage cheese these days. I would days. imagine if there's enough moisture for it yeah. to like, you know what I'm it saying? It rehydrates. To, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that guacamole makes maybe makes sense, but like a chip, maybe not so much. Yeah. I, I think in general. But like hint of lime tostito. What's, I mean, is exactly. that true lime? I don't know. That's why I do think that this is a good idea. Maybe okay. if we were in our angel investing era, we would, I would say we should take a look at the back of this one. <laughs> I um, The other thing I want to say is that in that same Instagram thingies, we had multiple people plugging various soda thingies. Yeah. And I just, I know we've been, the the Mormons in Utah have been doing the fancy soda yeah. restaurant thing for a while. Now I think it's getting to the coastal elite. I we, think they're, they're reclaiming soda. We bought those mini sodas, those little eight ounce baby Love cans those. for Thomas's keg party. Mm-hmm. Youth XL. <laughs> Youth XL. Yeah. And so we had a bunch of leftover baby sodas. One day I went on a walk with mm-hmm. a mini Dr. Pepper. Claire, this was a delight. Wow. Like it's the perfect amount of soda. Also, I love soda in a can. But yeah, like, soda in a can is superior. I mean, it's far it superior experience, superior. right? It was outside. It was just warm enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like actually hot. Yeah. But like by the time you're four blocks away, you're kind of done with. You don't need yeah, carrying yeah, yeah. a soda around oh, no. anymore, certainly. Yeah. And it's gone a little. It's not warm yet, but it's mm-hmm. not the cold that you yes, want it yes, to be. Yes, yes, So that eight ounce baby can, that's it. You famously love many things too. Yeah. To bring it back to citrus, you love a key lime. Yeah. You love. There's me- more juice in those, you know? <laughs> I mean, you always have a reason for liking the mini versions of things. You do. (laughs) Um, That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.